Hello everyone, I'm Ross Brown from the Southwest Cyber Resilience Centre. I'd like to welcome you all to the latest in a series of podcasts from the Southwest Cyber Resilience Centre. Uh, don't worry if you haven't caught all of them, as you can access them via our website www.swcrc.co.uk or through Buzzsprout. If you and your business haven't joined the SWCRCs yet, don't forget our core membership is free and we provide you with NCSC products to keep your business safer online. This podcast is all about maritime cyber security. And we're joined today by Craig Waldridge. Craig, firstly, you're very welcome. And uh, Craig is the Maritime Cyber Baseline and Counter-Fraud Fundamentals Certifications Manager for IASME Consortium Limited. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, IASME work alongside a network of over 280 certification bodies across the UK and Crown Dependencies to help certify organisations of all sizes in both cybersecurity and counter-fraud. Uh, if you have any questions, please email us at inquiries at swcrc.co.uk and in conjunction with Craig, we will endeavour to answer uh, your questions. So, Craig, as I say, you're really welcome, and thank you very much for giving up your time to uh, to, to talk to us. Um, I, I suppose really starting off with the first question, if I may, uh, who are IASME? Hi, Ross. Um, thank you for having me today. Uh, good day to everybody. Um, IASME are obviously a consortium uh, that was established in 2014 uh, to offer practical and affordable um, cyber security certification. Um, we now issue around 2,000 certifications per month uh, to a range of certifications, uh, which include IASME Governance, which is soon to be IASME Cyber Assured, uh, IoT Security Assured, and the other scheme that I run, the counter-fraud uh, fundamentals. Um, I say, established in 2014, uh, one of our um, sort of criteria is, or not criteria, but our staff are over 50% neurodiverse. Uh, so we offer employment uh, to those with uh, uh, neurodiversity. Uh, this was obviously... Uh, put together by Emma Philpott, our CEO. Um, and obviously um, what we do is we partner the National Cyber Security Centre and we are their sole partner for the Cyber Essentials Scheme on behalf of the UK government. Um, we, um, we were made sole providers in 2020. Uh, there were about uh, five different um, companies that uh, were doing it at one time, but the NCSC chose IASME in 2020 as their sole provider. Um, as you said, we have a network of around 280 certification bodies who carry out our assessments and offer guidance and support to clients regarding cybersecurity. That's great. And, and I mean, we're very keen exponents of um, Cyber Essentials here at the SWCRC, and, and, and we completed our, our Cyber Essentials assessment uh, successfully uh, uh, earlier in the year. So uh, it, it, it's, it's really good to, uh, to, to talk about those things. 
So I suppose then the, the meat of the, the topic today, um, why are we talking about maritime security? What, what are the risks and, and who are the risks to, I, I, I suppose? Um, I think that the risks are obviously that the, the maritime cybersecurity scheme covers the vessels. So we're talking about all vessels. We're talking about yachts. We're talking about dry bulk containers. We're talking about tankers. We're talking about super yachts. Uh, we're talking about passenger vessels. So it, it really is. Um, what we're finding is obviously vessels on vessels offer poor um, cybersecurity. Uh, we have things like shared internet connectivity, uh, inadequate separation uh, between IT systems and OT uh, systems. Um, we have multiple vendors of connected devices and generally a lack of overall responsibility for security um, and, and such things as frequently changing crews with poor security awareness. And one of the most significant things that I found from the research I've been doing is the use of USB keys by third parties. So when we look at harbour masters and harbour pilots coming on board vessels, um, obviously they use their own USB and their own computer systems to get into the vessel. This obviously causes a massive threat to the vessel. Yeah, sure. So I suppose um, seagoing vessels aren't using the same precautions that you would otherwise use in an office or a, a land-based environment. Yes, I think that's it. Because because of what they're doing, where they are, and where they're positioned across the world, mm -hmm. I think this has obviously led to to that lack of lack of knowledge. I would say um, within the uh, uh, the maritime sector. Um, to what should be on board a vessel that will protect it. Obviously, when it comes to on land, we have the um, offices and the, um, the premises that look after these vessels, and those could be covered by such things as Cyber Essentials or Cyber Essentials Plus. But when we come to the vessel itself, it hasn't got much cybersecurity, and hence the reason for the Maritime Cyber Baseline Scheme. Okay, so... So, Craig, what are the sorts of things that could happen then if a, let's say, a, a large uh, seagoing cargo vessel, uh, if, if someone hacked into their systems, what, what are the sort of things that, that could happen to it? Okay, well, I think, obviously, um, the threats, what the main threats, I'd say, are things like the um, navigational system being taken offline, so obviously, if that navigational system is taken offline, the ship cannot sail or it's delayed in a dock or a harbour. And obviously, this is a significant risk for the operators because it's obviously going to be a significant cost if their ship is, is stuck or their ships are stuck in certain harbours around the world and they can't move. Um, I think if we go back to 2017, they, and forgive me for my pronunciation, the Mask Shipping uh, Company, one of the biggest in the world, was hit by a cyber attack and literally put their vessels out of action for several days, I think even could be up to about 10 days. Um, that cost them over £300 million. Uh, and that was quite a conservative estimate of how much they lost uh, while they were offline. 
Obviously, there's potential for malware and other commodity um, threats to impact the OIT um, systems. As I say, the ship can't sail. There could be a hijacker uh, who hijacks the propulsion systems uh, of a ship. Again, either speeding it up or slowing it down, um, those sort of things. It can obviously deviate the course of the ship from where it's going. So we then look at sort of hijacking and that court, you know, that ship may have been going to Malta and he's suddenly diverted over to East Africa. We've then got obviously uh, ransomware that's then put in place to say you either pay the ransom or, you know, we keep the ship or worst possible uh, scenario is a potential danger to life. And of course, I suppose you've also got the example, and again, I can't remember the name of the vessel, um, but the cargo vessel that effectively blocked the Suez Canal a, a couple of years ago and effectively brought world trade to, to, a, to, to a stop for a, quite a few days, I seem to remember. Yes, it was. And as I still think there's knock-on effects from that now. If you look at supply chain coming into the UK for lots of different things, if you take out such a main arterial route as the Suez Canal then you can cause havoc across the world. And obviously, when we come to um, a counter-terrorist threat, then that is something that we, we have to obviously be aware of and put things in place like the, um, the certifications and obviously cybersecurity to stop these, um, prevent these things from happening. So that really brings to mind then, uh, the, the, this, is, this is actually vital stuff, isn't it? Uh, and we really need to, uh, to to get the message out to um, um, uh, maritime companies uh, to make sure they're starting to implement some of these measures. Because quite frankly, um, you know, some of the implications are, are, are too horrendous to think about, aren't they? Yeah. Well, it is. It's that reassurance to everybody. If you know, if you've got something like the uh, maritime cyber baseline scheme in place and the certification in place, then you, you're, reassuring, you're reassuring your supply chain your partners, your passengers, uh, even flag and port authorities, that a vessel has the suitable cyber security in place to reduce that risk. You're also showing compliance by having the certification. And obviously the certification that um, we use, we use a digital certificate, uh, which is run by Blockmark Technologies, which is more or less tamper-proof. Uh, so it can't be copied. If it is copied, it will show as void. It contains a QR code that can be scanned by anybody, and that shows when the certificate was issued, where it was issued, and obviously the certification code. And again, if companies try to use it after the period of time in which it uh, expires, again, it gets taken off. So really, companies now need to demonstrate commitment to best practice security for shipping uh, in line with the sort of international maritime organization um cyber risk management guidelines no no absolutely agreed so if if i'm a, an owner of a shipping company and i'm concerned about my cyber security how do i go about adopting the uh, maritime cyber baseline what, what what sort of work do i need to do to uh, to comply so there are two stages to the assurance um, as such. Uh, we have a verified self-assessment, which is the basic level of uh, cyber security. Uh, and then we have an audited version, which is obviously a higher level, 
that involves uh, more of a, um, a deeper sort of penetration into, into the IT and OT systems. Um, what we do is for smaller vessels under 500 uh, gross tonnage, uh, you can complete a um, verified self-assessment only, and then uh, your assessment is, um, once you've completed, which is an online platform, uh, you complete the online question set, which is uh, around approximately 65 questions uh, around your vessel and what it contains. Uh, and you can, your assessment, sorry, is then sent to an assessor. Uh, and that will be one of the um, certification bodies that IASME have trained in um, cyber risk. Uh, they will then assess the assessment. And on passing the assessment, you are then obviously given your certification to show that you passed the basic level. For larger vessels, which are over 500 gross tonnage, uh, you complete the verified self-assessment first. Again, this is passed to an assessor. Uh, the assessor marks it. And again, if the pass is, is, is done, you then move on to the, uh, the mandatory audited uh, version. This can be done. Um, this again can be done online. Uh, and what the assessor does is look at your uh, self-assessment questions and then puts those into the penetration side and penetration testing. So that more in-depth look at the systems within uh, the vessel itself. Um, and obviously, again, uh, both of those stages have to be completed uh, before certification is given uh, for the larger vessels. No, again, no. We, we have a pool, sorry, we have pool assessors. So you can come direct to IASME through our website and you can apply for certification yourselves. Uh, if not, again, as we say, you can find a certification body within your uh, area and you can go to that certification body for advice uh, and they will guide you through the, um, the question sets uh, and obviously give you that help towards uh, certification. So you can use two ways of getting the certification as such. Great. Uh, and the certification body, I, I presume I can find those on your website. Yes, the certification bodies for all our certifications, there is a page on there that gives all and indicates all of the um, certification bodies we have across the UK, which obviously include England, Wales, Scotland and Jersey, the Isle of Wight and the Isle of Man and those sort of places. No, that, that, that's great. Um, I, I know having gone through um, Cyber Essentials uh, here at SWCRC, um, it, it, it can obviously sound um, similar, but obviously focused uh, on, on the maritime uh, sector. I know with Cyber Essentials, uh, there are a number of benefits. What, what's, I mean, other than obviously having someone hack into your systems, what, what are the sort of benefits um, that I would expect to receive from um, the Maritime Cyber Baseline? Okay, so really there's sort of an increasing recognition to take action. Uh, and I say the International Maritime Organization has come up with the resolution 428, which is, is almost telling companies that, and businesses that they need to get um, cybersecurity in place. 
uh, and they need to ensure that cyber risks are appropriately addressed in safety management systems. And obviously that needs to be in place, they're saying, don't buy compliance after the 1st of January 2021. And as I sort of referred to earlier, the benefits are that you are reassuring all those within your ecosystem that you're taking, you're demonstrating commitment to best practice security for shipping. And you're showing um, your supply chain, your passengers, your flag and port authorities, that the vessel has a suitable cyber security in place. No, that, that, that's great, Craig. Thank you very much indeed. Now, I mean, I, I've asked you uh, a number of questions this morning. Are there any areas that, that we haven't touched on that you think are, are vital for our, our listeners to, uh, to hear about? Uh, no, I'll just think, like, obviously, we talk about these certifications uh, and, you know, why are they there? And, and this certification scheme really does allow vessels of all sizes to get good quality affordable support and guidance to improve their cyber security you know from a network of certification bodies who are maritime security experts now we i ask me obviously we've got the certification but you can quite freely go onto our um, to our website and you can download this maritime cyber baseline question set for free of charge this then obviously gives you the opportunity to do a little bit of a gap analysis on your company or business and look where you sit within the question set and have a look at the question set and, and get yourself ready as such to be able to complete the assessment when you feel you are ready to complete the assessment. So there's no push to do it as such. What I ask me want for everyone is to get them cyber secured. That's our goal. That is IASME's goal for all the certifications that we do, is to make the UK, and now with the maritime cyber baselines, you know, the world a safer place to be able to use our computer systems and to be able to run our businesses without the threat of a cyber attack. Yeah, that's great, Craig. Thank you so much. That, that was a really, really interesting uh, podcast um, today. Uh, and, and you certainly told me a lot about the subject, which I didn't know. So I'm really grateful. So uh, um, we'll we'll close up there then. Thank you for joining us. Um, and we hope you catch up with our next podcast, which will be coming soon. Don't forget, if you haven't already joined us as a free call member, just go to our website, www.swcrc.co.uk. You'll get your National Cyber Security Centre products, um, which if you apply them to your business, will make it much safer online. So thanks for listening and stay safe online.